0: Okay, y'all, now, let's kick this thing off. How you doing? It's your boy, one more Monday, Slim Cognito, and welcome to the Slim Podcast. Yo, first things first, definitely not the worst. I gotta, I gotta, all right, now, first of all, this podcast is also late this Monday because it's tax season, and your boy has to handle business. And actually, you know what? I'm gonna get something out of the way as well at the top of the uh, podcast, yo. I gotta say, bruh. I I did a 24-hour stream of Elden Ring. I'm going to talk about that later. But after that 24-hour stream, you know, I had to recuperate and get my sleep schedule right and whatnot. And I had no idea just how much stuff I needed to handle or else it would have crumbled. So I had to take these few days off um, to really, like, focus on that stuff. But it's all settled and good and we're good to go. And uh, we're getting back at our usual grind there will be a special stream tonight monday night for those who are listening as soon as this goes up and likely the video version of the podcast will be late but the audio will be available now let's get into it first things first is what we've been watching this week and honestly man i gotta tell you all right first 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 I caught up on a lot of shows these past few weeks already. I think I told y'all last week that I watched Abbott Elementary. I think I told y'all that. But uh, Abbott Elementary was an amazing piece of work and very funny. And now I'm anxious for more. I've also started watching, what was it called? Bel Air. I love it. I think I told y'all my thoughts on it last week and uh i'm caught up on the latest, latest episode and now i can't wait for the next and another thing that i've been watching uh that i decided to pick up while i was at it since i've been neglecting my shows is uh snowfall and snowfall is great because aside from the the, the most important thing about that show thus far for those that don't know Snowfall is a show about a a guy named uh, Franklin, what was his last name? I forget. Uh, Anyway, Franklin, young kid from L.A., um, came up in poverty, of course, and doing his best to get by. His mother is really just doing her best on her own, and his father used to be a Black Panther, but he fell on hard times and, you know, fell into the bottle, and, you know, things just got a little worse for him. And here we are things are just going crazy for him because he decides that he wanted to hustle up because he wasn't making enough money doing our jobs and he didn't fit in in the college scene so he's doing his best to do something else on the side and him doing something else turned into dealing drugs and you know it started with you know a little bit of reefer here and there and then eventually he wanted to level up his game and he had friends and high places, and he ended up uh, making a connection and getting a hold of some stuff. So, when he started moving things, it was getting real good. Now, basically, where Snowfall really does shine in its brightest is showing just how easily you, your community, and your team can easily, easily crumble when there's money on the table, temptation going around, and emotions flying. And when business gets serious and lives are lost and things happen, well, people can become a little shaky, a little rocky and undependable and even sometimes enemies. So it's it's watching a story about a young man doing what he can with his family to pull himself up. But as the business goes ups and downs, so does his family. And it's very rocky very entertaining well written it's this is something I haven't enjoyed some espionage level stuff like this since uh, Breaking Bad and uh, you know when it comes to like you know just just this just, just well written not too exaggerated a bit exaggerated but not too exaggerated story about the drug world and I like that. so yeah now I'm right now I just finished season two of Snowfall and it's been amazing um, I don't want to spoil too much but this isn't ultra has been out already so I will just speak on up to season two and as of right now the thing that uh, roped me in about it was the fact that um, it was believable and once again I know I know y'all hear this a lot but this is what I look for in TV shows is for them to be relatable and it's very relatable with the fact that you know single mother household son um, doing what he can to try to, you know, get out here and become a man. And oftentimes, being that is not that easy. It ain't that simple. Um, so, yeah, uh, you end up in certain choices. And when you're just sitting around, well, other people do love... One thing that not only corporate, you know, the corporate world loves, but also the drug world loves, is a young man with nothing to do with himself just, just idle, and they will capitalize on it very easily. And they, they're professionals at, it, you know. And even if it, if it's not, you know, someone getting a hold of you and getting you into it, it's very easy for you to end up in it as well. Because opportunities ain't always pretty, and <laughs> even the official ones ain't really that pretty. But and it's an opportunity nonetheless, you know, or at least that's how some people see it. So Franklin's handling his business and things just started ramping up and ramping up. And the more he found out that his skills is a negotiation and problem solving, then there you have it, it kept ramping up and ramping up. And when you good at that type of problem solving and negotiation, well, people love to do business with you if you have character. That's one of the best things I love about this show is if you ain't got character, people can't trust your word, you ain't you don't know how to respect people, you don't know how to put the right things forward. Don't nobody want to do business with you. So it's like, what now? And believe it or not, quiet as is kept. I'm trying to be careful what I say. But quiet as is kept, if you're if you don't have good character or good work ethic, if you're not a good person by default, it don't matter if you working flipping burgers or if you slanging for Tay-Tay around the corner ain't nobody got don't nobody want nothing to do with you It don't even matter if we just moving helping somebody move from one house to another if you lazy not dependable ain't nobody calling you or don't nobody want to work with you you know and that's how it goes so in this world shit you got to put the work in some people believe they're working smarter and not hard is the way but you know Everybody got their own way of working. It's more than one way to skin a cat, but the one thing that you can't avoid is that cat got to be skinned. I mean, the work got to be done. Any who's, um, aside from that, as much as I love that show, um, Euphoria season finale aired this week, and it's strange how... You know what? Hold up. Because I got a phone call when I was like, Almost at the end of the episode. Matter of fact, hold up one second. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. All right. Now, first things first. I gotta run down all these characters and what I think about them so far in this entire season. And uh, this is gonna be me rapping, talking about Euphoria, of course. But um, here we go. First thing. All right. We'll go through uh we'll go through a list of INDBs so i can make sure i keep up on the right ones now rue her story don't really need to be explained i'm pretty sure she said it all in language terms and i believe it's been you know shown obviously and you know we we know why she does what she does we know what's wrong with her what's Right about uh, what she's trying to work toward and things like that, and why her outlook is so muddy for her. Now, Jules, she's dealing with an addiction herself. Um, the lack of um, having a mother in her life that accepts for who she is. She basically um, has learned to function without the need of societal approval or to see herself as a worthwhile person of society. She's just. Pretty much toxic and reckless in her behavior, whether it's um, via relationships or how she is toward her father or mother. And, you know, that's going to have to be addressed sooner or later. Then you have <sighs> Fez, man. The fact that Ashtray is locked up, that shit hurts. The fact that Ashtray is dead, that shit hurts. Fez being locked up and Ashtray dead you hate to see it and it all happened because of one bitch ass little snitch man i hate the fact that old girl told him about bro having the place tap too late she should have been open her mouth and said something We, because you can't really get mad at ashtray like the man always on go mode and he ready to get rid of anybody you feel me he ready to get rid of them so it's like Especially with the fact that you know Fez, he a little more lenient, emo, emo, you know, what I'm saying empathy type. Shouldn't have not, should not have let that moment come back around. Shouldn't have let him come back around. Whew. That shit sucks. All right. So anyway, Lexi and that play. Kind of feel bad for Lexi too, cause. She just had the greatest thing happen in her life. and For the first time, she was able to put energy into doing something great. And then she lost Fez immediately after. She don't even know it. She don't even know it. But Lexi is the hero here. Because her story was unsung for the most part. And she chose to tell hers in the play. And it really shows how conceited Cassie is because not only is she always worried about her image and how pretty she is and things like that and you know she fall in love a little too soon you know the girls are ho- hopeless and just addicted to being loved and adored that she can't ever see herself as being a bad guy or doing any wrong she sees herself as this innocent princess that's just vulnerable and delicate you know so she behaves as such and the craziest thing about it is, it's not all the way false, you know, because she's scared to do anything wrong. She wouldn't never lift her hand to harm anybody. She's just a little too delicate, you know, but that's just the type of girl she is, and she needs the type of person that can love her for it appropriately, and ain't nobody going to be able to do that in high school. Um, this is her character that I'm speaking on, though. Now, Nate, bitch ass, oh my God. Um, Since his father moved out And stayed in one of his uh, Warehouses or whatever He started partying with The girls And I don't mean The ladies The biologically born ladies I mean uh, the girls And you know Enjoying life and living his truth And he was happy And Nate hated to see him happy he couldn't stand it. I don't know what it is with Nate, but his, it's, it's almost like he needs to keep the hate for his father. There's something about it. Like it. It's almost like it's symbiotic. He needs it. And he can't pull away from it. And with his father not being there, he has to keep doing something to him. You know? So, yeah. Maddie, on the other hand, the weirdest thing about Maddie, she's... Okay, here's the weirdest thing. I'm going to get the bad shit out in the first. Maddie is hella toxic. She's mean as fuck, she's manipulative, and selfish as hell. But the craziest thing about this show is, and I don't know why people say that the writer is misogynistic, but as toxic and evil as Maddie is, like, she didn't really do any wrong to anybody up until she decided to steal that disc. But, or, or, well, yeah, she did a lot of wrong fucking knocking over that chili with some bullshit too i don't like that all right here's the point that i'm getting at right here she's done a lot of bad but they really did a good job at painting nate as way worse so you see her more as a good person especially considering after her going through what you know cassie did to her and nate together in tandem you know so it's weird you can't really like I ain't, alright, look, I'm not lifting her up to say that she innocent, but at the same time, I ain't gonna act like she ain't deserve what had coming to her, you know? It was rough, and it's sad to see that happen to her, but, hell, when you playing things fast and loose like that, as much as Cassie envied you and shit, like, and you got all these bitches mad, and you put on these shows and shit, and all this other drama and stuff going on, like, I'm not surprised that... This shit happens to you, so yeah, um, she gotta catch up, and uh, here we go, cat. Uh, I've spoken on cat enough. We need to see more of her, and uh, yeah, next season, I want her to shine bright as fuck. And get her doing some of everything that you wouldn't expect, and bring that character back. It's time to redeem her. And it's possible, too, because she ain't did much. So we can make her go through whatever the fuck we choose to write. So I need y'all to get it. Um, Sydney Sweeney. Man. Cassie, bro. I say what I need to say about Cassie. I don't want to go down there. Ashtray, man. Ashtray is a man. That is a man. That's a grown fucking man. And that's a man of few words in all action. And I love it. I think I said that before. But... I can't deal with Ash being dead. Unless, uh, I ain't gonna, uh, let's just see what happens. And, uh, I think I said it before, but, uh, Leslie, uh, uh Rue's mom, I wanna see her get back out there in the dating scene and, 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 and get a brother. Ali is the perfect guy for her. He's so good with those girls, man. And he's, and he's, and he's Good to him, the mama, too. Like, I feel like he could be the perfect candidate. And who better to Key ruin line? Who better? You know? I'd like to see some redemption for my boy anyway. He's been nothing but good. He deserves some Ws. Cal Jacobs. Here's the weird thing about Cal Jacobs, y'all. <clears throat> and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to leave it alone. I can't hate him. Do I excuse his behavior and the things that he's done? No. But for the most part, he did not know that Jules was underage. Okay. And for the second part, is he wouldn't be in this situation and he was allowed to live in his truth. I think I've said this before. So Kyle Jacobs is probably de facto the best written character. Next to Rue and Hell, Maddie innate those are like the top written characters to me for me but as far as like as far as writing the art of writing a character my favorite has to be kyle jacobs that's my favorite i'm sorry and he's only been in 13 episodes but i don't give a fuck. it's great gia rue's sister i think i spoke on her and she like i said i want to see her uh have a more forward role and be more involved because it will be very interesting to see the perspective of the younger sister, you know, especially with her not, you know, really being able to make sense of it all. I would love to see how she sees things, you know, and I, I'm, I'm so happy to see her learning how to stand up to Rue and, you know, actually finding her voice. And that was some of the best advice that Ali's character could have put forward. Coleman Domingo, that man is actually, actually, actually sexy um austin abrams as ethan i feel like ethan's about to surprise the shit out of us y'all i think his character is about to make some shit happen and i feel like he is gonna lead him in a direction that's just gonna be amazing because let's not forget that he was told that he was too boring and he don't do nothing but the man is literally like the best thing that could have happened to him in that moment, like, she had something that all the other girls was hella jealous about, so they wanted to tear it down with their toxic negativity and shit so, because she didn't, she can't, you she don't live in that world that the rest of her friends was in, that single world, that dating world, that fucking around and doing this and that world, cause she was in love, and when you can't really, you know catch the wavelength of your friends anymore, well then you feel like you're out of place and you feel uncomfortable and this, then the third. And it was a lot going through her head. So babe was going through a lot. It's very tough for Cat to really try to process that stuff. It makes sense. And it was her first time being in love, like mutually in love. So that's the reason why I love Cat's character so much. She is my favorite character, bias included, that's my favorite character. But I don't want to see her be wasted of a written of a well-written character, because of some bad public opinion. So, I feel like Ethan is gonna surprise us, and I can't I can't wait. Alana Ubach as Susie. Is that the cougar that played what's her name, Mama? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Yeah, she bad. And uh, man, I, I need Chris McKay to come back, bro. I I need McKay to come back, yo. I want to see some more of him, but um, as far as the kids, I feel like the most important thing going forward that we need to pay attention to is Elliot's role in all of this, because I feel like Elliot, he's working his way into being a mainstay character, and I like it because he's not a bad ad, and I feel like a bit of Rue's journey is going to like make sense for his if he happens to return. I would like to see him return he's done well good acting and uh, his singing was actually pretty decent and guitar playing it was actually good shit hit like a brick and I don't mind it and this is me sharing my uh, opinion on the show without looking at Twitter or nothing because I had to stay off this shit all night or I was busy and I was supporting something so I ain't wanna get spoiled and by the time that was done I had to put put that off because I was tired as hell. So I just watched this shit this morning. But I feel like Elliot could be a good uh, returning character and I can't wait to see more. Faye, I'm still mad at the fact she did not tell my boys about that shit earlier. We could have been circumnavigated that shit. All they had to do be like, nah, you can't come in. Nigga, we don't know you. Like, you know what I'm saying? You could have saved a lot of shit. Look at what you've done. Look at what you done. Being loyal to a fuck-ass nigga. But anyway, um, I'm trying to get out. Bruh, I'm really, like, I'm trying to keep from getting triggered, bruh. Because watching Snowfall had me triggered when his homeboy started doing stupid shit. And, and fucking up the whole operation. And then you got, you know, people like Faye pissing me off in Euphoria. Because she fucking up the operation. Like, something gotta be Anywho's I think that's everybody that needs to be covered for now and honestly I can't wait to see more so this has been a great season it's been a hella ups and downs and the idea that uh, the idea that Nate has come to grips with his uh, deep-rooted traumas and the fact that he was actually able to say it out loud Tells us that it's a whole journey coming for him too. So the characters that I'm watching the most, of course, Fez and who else? We gotta we gotta look for Fez. I gotta look out for Cal. I gotta look out for Nate and see where Rue goes from here. And that's where shit goes wild. So yeah, we just gonna have to see. I don't know what else to think about it, man. It's 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 kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. It's just. Out there. So yeah. Can't wait to see what happens. It's just a roller coaster, man. I damn near cried at some of this shit. Cause it get a nigga thinking about, you know what I'm saying, stuff from back then. When you hit adulthood in your 20s and shit, your late 20s and stuff and 30s, you don't really like to think about high school too much. Cause you was in a whole different mindset, probably a whole different person. And didn't know shit at the time. And and looking back on memories that far sometimes it just puts you in a state of, man, I wanna punch this shit out of myself. God damn, why did my young dumbass do that shit? You know what I mean? Like you you you, you look back, you like, Why was I stuck on this? Or why did I fall in love with that? Or what the fuck was I thinking, you know? And when you get reminiscent like that, especially with all the stuff about you know having to deal with a death in the family and things like that that shit hit you so yeah euphoria did good and the speech that uh, rue gave in that moment was astounding the play was amazing the transitions from the real life happenings or reenactments of the real life happenings and to the scene in the play were flawless it's great camera work i love to see it would love to see more of it it's just great and, and all it takes to do that stuff is to put the work in the editing part of it ain't shit Literally super easy Probably the most is just you know color correction and matching but the transition from one to the other on the editing side ain't much in post It's all the camera work. Shout out to the crew Shout out to the director shout out to the writers y'all the best that we got and I love it So yeah Shit's been popping for the watching, man. I've been watching a bunch of shit, man. Like, when I tell you this is me getting back on my shows and my animes. Speaking of animes, goddamn. I'm finna spoil last week's uh, Attack on Titan episode. I don't give a fuck. We finna just start talking about them. Y'all gonna have to deal with it. You don't get caught up. That's on your own. I don't care. I'm tired of trying to hold it in. I can't. I can't help it. Spoiler cast for Attack on Titan coming in a bit. Right now. Three, two, one, bruh. My boy is alive. He missing two fingers, but he's alive. Levi is alive, and Hunter's son is present. Bro, who knows what's going to happen. And now, Connie decided against at the last minute feeding, um, uh, what's his face, the boy, to his mama so that she can turn human again. So, basically, bro, the hardest thing you'll ever have to ask Connie, he might have to put his mom in the rest, but until then there won't be a need she'll live Titan form will be everlasting up until then but um it's kind of crazy to see Armin being willing to sacrifice himself and not get that boy killed and it's actually a breath of fresh air to see a character that I hate with all fiber of my being Literally coming around and realizing the ugliness of war and that neither side wins. So The fact that Gabby is coming around is okay for now. (laughs) I'm gonna say okay for now so They've all turned they've teamed up in like some small militia, uh, you know saying force That's like willing to save the world and I guess their main enemy is Aaron Yeager It's weird how this turnabout happens, but it happens Anywho, next thing. Uh, what was the heifer's name? I forgot. What was it? Alice? Alice? I think it was Alice. Yeah, so she added a freaking um, hardening, and now here she is doing things uh, amongst the rest of them, but uh, she's still conscious, and she knows what's been going on. She's been kept up on everything. So I'm pretty sure she's an ally right now, because why in the hell would she fight for the opposition at this point? But basically this is what I love about attack on Titan every season the enemy changes you don't know who is the bad people because at the start we thought it was the Titans and then at another season and it is the system and the people in power and then another season and it's a whole nother nation of people outside of this island and then another season it's the whole world and then now it's Aaron, our hero. So, hey, what, 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 who knows what's to come, man? Who knows what's to come? But I feel like it's going to be awesome. So I'm ready when y'all is. Meanwhile, I want my boy Levi to get back in there. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, I can't wait. Also, uh, side note, y'all, I made another AMV on the side when I was on my off day. And I was recharging my creative batteries. And, oh, my God, this is my... Best one yet, it is my magnum opus, I did more work on it than any of my previous AMVs and it came out beautiful, so yeah, can't wait to see more. fuck, I am so proud of this, so anyway, let's get into what we've been playing though, now, what we've been playing this past week, just keep it simple y'all, of course, we've been keeping up with the Dying Light, and yeah, we've been playing some other things. But most importantly, there was a release of a certain game that we've been anticipating for a long time. Oh, 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 all right, there we go. So, yeah, um, we've uh, not only have we played a little more Dying Light like 2, but we uh decided to revisit Mega Man X3 for some reason. I keep doing it to myself, I always go back to X3 because I know it's hard as hell and kind of clunky. And it's like the worst out of the original 3, but it's the only one that challenges me anymore. X1 and 2 are easy as hell. So, yeah. But that's just because I've been playing them shit since I was a kid. Like, literally. But I love that original trilogy, and I stand by it being the best era for Mega Man X. Uh, And I'm pretty sure a lot of people would agree. Um, Though, I say X4 is better than X3. Now... Aside from all of that, though, we played a little bit. You know, we fooled around a little bit with some um, data battles from Kingdom Hearts Two Final Mix, and um, we also played a little bit of that Left 4 Dead Two uh, Resident Evil One campaign. Right now, though, son, Elden Ring is here, and I played this shit for twenty-four hours straight. And I want to play it so bad. I've been wanting to play it for the past few days, so bad, so bad, so bad but I'm I'm holding it off and I'm gonna save it for y'all cuz I want y'all to watch so yeah <laughs> when y'all get a chance to see it uh come on back and we're gonna pick up exactly what we left off in the vibe. we're gonna keep it kicking uh I'm still at the castle right after you kill uh what's his face with the arms and the and the and the and the, and the glowy dagger with the glowy hammer and the glowy sword um and he's pretty fucking sick at it. Um I kicked his ass finally and right after that you get to the front gates of the castle. I worked him still working my way in on the rooftops and shit and you know going through certain parts of the castle. And it, it kinda makes me feel like uh, a cleaner, more different and Orlando. But then that's not really a fair comparison because it's just a castle compared to a duck castle. So we're just gonna move all four for that topic, but yeah, the environments are crisp everything looks beautiful That big luminescent ash tree that you can see from anywhere on the map is amazingly beautiful Like everything looks great each section of the map has its own separate palette of colors Hard to not recognize It's the map design that's championed in the original soul series every area looks visually different at first glance make sure that you know where you are where you are going and how to get around and it's one of the staples of their design that you can literally tell through experience if you pay attention to those details and who next thing I started in um, what was it? warrior class Uh, we made our warrior her name is Ophelia balls and she is a badass big Amazonian dark skin queen beautiful amazing astounding captivating delicious she's meant to um use the you know when you start off with the warrior they give you the sabers the uh not the sabers but the, what are they what are they uh not the falchions they're called um what do they call that weapon i forgot that fast starting i'm googling live i'm googling live starting weapon elden ring uh, Skimitar. So, yeah, you start with two Skimitar's, dual wielding, and uh, you use those to tweet feet, feet upon enemies and whatnot. And uh, it's pretty good, actually. It's got this ability where you can, like, immediately counter after blocking with your shield, which is pretty good. Gives you some versatility. Uh, having that shield equipped on left hand and you can just swap it in mid, combat feels pretty good. Uh, the parries... I like the dynamic of parries now where you parry bosses, but it doesn't necessarily put them in a position for a riposte. You can parry and then just throw them off balance, which allows you to get some extra hits in, and that's pretty nice. Can't wait to see people get real good at that, and me as well. And then the design choices are just so pristine. It's like a combination of everything that they learn from Sekiro, from Dying, from uh, 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 Dark Souls 3, from everything, from Bloodborne even, Was thrown in the mix and it's great. It's so good. This is probably the best Souls game yet. And it's probably the best open world game yet. Because you literally will understand and know your way around this map just by experience. And I love the fact that they didn't have no mini map. No mini map. That's the best decision they could have ever made. A small thing like that. Because if you have a mini-map in the corner and you just roaming around, you glancing at the mini-map, you're not in the adventure. You're not fucking drawn in. You're not immersed. You need that immersion. It's you exploring. It's a fucking adventure. There's no mini-map IRL. There's no GPS when you gotta go fight dragons and shit. You get your ass out there and you start killing shit and you get stronger, and you find stuff, and you explore, and then you do more. That's what you're supposed to do, and it's great. Ah. Okay, Whew. Now, another thing that I love about it is the difficulty can be varied based on you just exploring around the map. Even if you were to skip certain areas and go somewhere else, you'll be fine. You can fight a boss that's well above your level. I can see people right now making many, many videos, uh, Soul Level 5, um, fighting this boss in the mines and, and, and blah, 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 you know, and and just taking these bosses down and fighting them for like a, a full 30 minutes, you know what I mean? So it, it's, it's, it's it's good. It's good can't wait can't wait can't wait I mean they might be fighting for like a solid you know 15 20 there. but yeah I'm enjoying it I'm actually anxious to get back to it now that I'm talking about it but let me stop talking about it alright so uh, yeah that's what we've been playing this week and um, I'll be there when y'all ready there's gonna be more Elden Ring and I uh, hope y'all enjoy it and I guess uh, it's time to get into the news All right, first thing on the docket at PCGamer.com, bro, Gabe Newell came forward and had to let it be known why Steam stopped accepting Bitcoin for payment, said that 50% of transactions were fraudulent when Steam accepted Bitcoin for payments, says Gabe Newell. Bro, 50% of fraudulent payments? that's terrible that's terrible he also goes in detail in the article about how the fluctuation of a game price could ruin it because of the fluctuation and value of cryptocurrency NFTs the lack of some real regulation on it making it even more unacceptable at different times it's 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 a bit too much of a of a of a, of a flux fluctu- of of a fluctuating pace. It's it, it's it's the tempo of the uh, changes in the prices is just way too much. I don't know how else I'm gonna word this, but I'd be pissed off too if I just spent ten dollars worth of crypto that turned into a hundred dollars worth of crypto, and now I can't even fucking like no. And it's digital goods, so you can't even resell it. You can't recoup even when that value increases. So no. Now. I really do feel like uh, he did hit some truth when it comes to, uh, you know, the distributed ledger and uh, the use of cryptocurrency NFTs and it, it like like everyone else has said with a, a half a brain has said before is that crypto and NFT despite good intentions, maybe and being a good idea because us humans are already very familiar with pyramid scheming and 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 running it up and you know what i'm saying running game in order to get over on the next man in order to make another dollar crypto is already kind of ruined so unless something better happens or some type of innovation happens in order to make it run better this ain't gonna work but yeah that sucks and uh it's pretty crazy um it it's that's too much that's too much 50 percent, half of all of them being fraud that is a ridiculous number y'all Anyway, next thing over at TechRaptor.net, Bandai Namco announces significant pay raise for developers. Which basically, to sum things up, they're getting ahead of the curve when it comes to um, you know, companies being charged with um, having their custom their 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 workers being underpaid, and yet they're pushing out titles that are making them money hand over fist. So, yeah, we it's it's a good move on them really good there are all types of truths out now that have shown that uh, mangaka's manga creators and and animators and anime unless you're into big name stuff and even then I don't know and you know game developers over in Japan China and, 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 and whatnot just literally getting screwed over and not being paid enough so they're getting a significant pay raise I'm glad to see it and hopefully that it will be almost enough next thing on the docket a video Game my spot alright Nvidia has reportedly been completely compromised by a cyber attack to something else over here uh, we'll just give you the quotes we are investigating an incident we don't have any additional information to share at this time the ultimate concern is that somebody may have put something in one of the software updates they'll be going through trying to make sure to see if there's any indication that anything has been changed in their software that they then ship to their clients. So basically what they're getting at is it was kind of expected um, but there's no evidence linking NVIDIA's outages to the conflict between Russia and Ukraine. But uh, the US government has told companies to prepare for potential cyber attacks on Western companies in the wake of Russia's invasion. So, yeah, that's uh, what they're going to possibly have to blame it on. But honestly, it's getting crazy. There's been a lot of cyber attacking going on on both ends, I think, last time I uh, saw. But I don't know. Uh, next thing, over at Gamerant.com, Valve announces Portal spinoff game Aperture desk job. And this is interesting. So we are going to get a new game within that world that means more lore. And Valve is very meticulous about the things that they implement into their games in terms of lore and environments and things that's supposed to add to the backstory of the overall mythos of the game series. And this is both wrapped into one. So we can't wait to see more. Um, But yeah, this is going to be a free game releasing on March 1st. We're going to take a look at that. Can't wait to see it. Next thing on the docket, gameinformer.com, Elden Ring, Steam numbers are nearly six times greater than FromSoft's all time high. So, yeah, uh, Elden Ring is killing it. Like, all right, here's the numbers. I got you. I got you. Okay. Dark Souls 1, the remake, the the remaster, 11k. Dark Souls. No, no, no. My, My mistake. The original Dark Souls was 11k. Dark Souls Remastered was 24k and you got Dark Souls 2 sitting at about 70 almost 80k and then Dark Souls 2 Scholar of the First Sin was about 12k. Dark Souls 3 pulled in 129,000 PC players on Steam and you had about the same for Sekiro at 125,000. Elden Ring is sitting at 700 and 64,835 players, Elden Ring on PC, on Steam, on Steam. That is astounding, that is astounding. There's And this proves, like I've always said, one thing more than anything else, is that there's more people getting into PC gaming than ever before. And it's just like that it's just like that I I'm I'm amazed at it and I I love to see it it's great to see them get to that height without sacrificing what they are you know and I love that Nier Automata is getting an anime adaptation over on pcgamer.com though last thing on the docket where um I'm very excited about this if I haven't spoken about it enough uh, I feel like this could be a great story to tell because there's so much to tell and um, I appreciate that type of shit. So yeah, let's see what happens. I think it's gonna work. Gear up and get ready, y'all. Cause it's gonna get great. Other than that, that's everything that we've got on the docket today. I hope y'all enjoyed. Uh, the podcast have been getting longer because I've been doing more. But uh doing more means there's more to talk about. If there's more to talk about well, then it's more for y'all listening, more for y'all to listen, well then hopefully it'll be more of y'all too listening if there's more of y'all too listening then then Shit, I guess I'll have no choice but to be happy for a change so yeah that being said I appreciate y'all who listen I thank y'all for stopping by and uh things are gonna get great and can't wait to see y'all there stop on by at the stream if you will choose to this Monday uh there will be one if you listen to this late then there will be a vibe it's gonna be a short stream which is gonna be fooling around a little bit probably with the Elden Ring talking to catching up and uh, you know shooting the shit and uh, we'll continue with our regularly scheduled programming come Tuesday. So, yeah, y'all take care of yourselves. Love, peace, and head grease. Love your nephew and hug your niece. Y'all already know what it is. Always remember the channel motto. Intentions are the most important. The actions ain't nothing to allow words. I mean, the damn thing. Y'all, be easy. Be blessed. And peace.